So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod, and I'm here with my dad, and I have a question for him today. It's kind of something we've talked about. My first memory of this topic is actually seven years ago when I first came home from Australia with my new boyfriend, who is my now husband, and he, Janardin, he and you, dad, used to have some pretty intense nighttime conversations about philosophy and theology and uh, your differing and similar views. And I remember one point that the two of you would always go back and forth on is, is this world, this material world, earth, this this universe, this not heaven place, whatever you call this material space, is this world a prison or a classroom? And if I understand the two uh, points, it was, Janardin's side was that this world is a prison, that actually we're stuck here, and that our goal should be to get out of here, and to get out of here as soon as we possibly can. And I think that he would extend that into the idea of the kingdom of heaven can be on earth, meaning that you can get out of this material world mentally, emotionally, spiritually, while still being here physically, but that ultimately the goal is really to get out of this place, that this is not the place where we belong, that we don't fit in naturally here, that our desires and hopes and dreams cannot be fulfilled here, and that our place is with the divine, that our place is in the spiritual world, that we are spiritual beings currently trapped in material bodies and that we will only get relief when we are free from that incorrect identity. And then I believe my understanding of your perspective, Dad, is more that this is a classroom, and that's kind of more the perspective I was raised on, obviously, that this world has ups and downs, but that we are here because we are meant to learn. And so everything that comes to us is a learning opportunity and an opportunity for us to grow and that there may be blessings here, and there may be challenges, but that every single thing that comes into our experience is an opportunity to grow, to expand, to become closer to God, to become closer to each other, and that it has more of a, I don't know, I guess I always felt it more of a nice-feeling kind of kindergarten-style classroom where we are encouraged and guided and it's a safe space in which we can take our time to grow and to learn. And I think both points actually have a lot of benefit and they've both really benefited me in my life. And actually I'm really grateful to have the two of you, these two kind of strong male figures in my life who have these opposing views because they're both really helpful to me. I think the idea of this world being a prison is really helpful because it pushes me to understand the urgency of taking my spiritual practice and my spiritual identity seriously. And it helps me to remember that, yeah, my true identity is that of a spiritual being. And then my secondary identity is that of this physical body. Whereas I think sometimes in the classroom metaphor, I can get a little caught up in this world of learning and forget that actually this isn't really where I'm meant to be. Um, On the other side, I think the classroom model is really helpful because a big part of my spiritual growth and understanding and advancement has been through self-care and self-love. And I think the classroom metaphor fosters that more 
it has a warmth and a safety to it. And I feel like I can kind of find shelter and refuge in that space. And I think that that softness might actually help me even more in my growth than maybe the harshness of the stark reality that this world would be a prison. So I guess my question to you would be, do you still have the same stance that I feel like I understood from you seven years ago? Do you still feel like this world is a classroom? And then I'm also just really curious to see how you, what you think Jesus would say, because I think I always imagine Jesus as like the classroom teacher, this kind of soft, cushy, kind teacher of my Jesus from my childhood understanding. And as I've studied Jesus more over the past seven years since that time, I feel like I'm understanding him more to be a little harsher and a little more, um, no, focus, put your blinders on and get down to business. You have a job here and your job is to experience the kingdom of heaven here and when you leave this place. All right. When I am in conversations with people that have opposite views of mine, Mm -hmm. I used to say, well, we're the boundaries of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'd say, I think we're both in this community of God, but you and I are the boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so let's first look at those boundaries and then I'll tell you where I am now. Um, so if, if, okay. and I can't speak as well as Janardin would, um, but if this place is the prison, if that's the the one boundary um, to the to the east or the west, whichever, right? To me, the positive parts of that, the things that ring true to that to me, are that we don't belong here now. Our spirit struggles in this physical world, in general. You know, maybe as it was created, yeah. Um, maybe we fit, although. As soon as you put the spirit in a physical container, the spirit has have, has to be a little challenged. But the idea that that our spirit is not as free mm-hmm. or doesn't seem to be as free within the confines of this world makes it seem like a prison. And so the positive side of that is that, well, let's just acknowledge that we don't really belong here, yeah. but we are here. So yeah. what are we supposed to do with that? And hopefully that leads you into what am I supposed to do with that? You know, um, I, I really have this yearning to be free. But the only right. way to set my spirit totally free is to leave this world. So do I kill mm-hmm. myself? You know, and Paul, but Paul would say, I would rather die. Mm -hmm. I would rather die and set my spirit free, you know, Um, but I'm here for a reason. So if it's a prison, if my spirit is limited here, no matter how free I can make it, what am I supposed to do with that? Well, Mm -hmm. it seems like that calls us into, Mm -hmm. okay, I, I either need to find a way to let my spirit be free even within the confines of this world, which certain philosophies and, and wisdom walks and religions do. They teach us meditation that, that connects us, and they teach us denial of the physical world and 
and uh, an elevation of the spiritual world so our spirits live more closely in that place where they're free and there's there's some that that don't deal with that at all and you get really frustrated because you do what god wants you to do but it doesn't work <laughs> or it doesn't change the physical mm-hmm. Or the physical seems stronger in this world. And it keeps you trapped. And as the scripture says, the whole creation groans. Groans, you know? Um, and and in our daily lives, our spirits groan. Mm-hmm. You know? The thing that, mm-hmm. as I look back on things, the thing I fought about it being a prison is to me that brings us to the Mm -hmm. conclusion, well, I should kill myself and set my spirit free. Right. And I don't want people, I don't want people to do that. Yeah. But I think that's a misunderstanding of the, of the theology, right? Because the whole point is that the liberation from the body does not come with the destruction of the body. The liberation from the body comes with the liberation of the mind and spirit. So, like, that can happen when you're still in the physical body. Yeah. Can it? Yeah. I mean, if you if you bind the idea of reincarnation, the, the destruction of the physical body means nothing. So you could kill yourself, and then you just get popped right back into another body until you can liberate yourself, ultimately, from the physical round and round and round, merry-go-round. Right. That's if you're buying into reincarnation. Right. But if you buy into Christianity, then the kingdom of heaven can be on earth, right? I mean, it's like yeah, so... Yeah, but not, not really until Christ brings it. Oh, really? So, so yeah. I mean, we can, we're can. we part of the redemption team. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> as we... like a funny like, committee. Like we'd have like matching right? shirts. Right, yeah. right. We're the redemption team. We should have matching shirts. Um, (laughs) but in theology class it was okay we're working at rebuilding the the community of god here on this earth while god is working on bringing it to us and somewhere we're going to meet so you mean that you can't experience the kingdom of heaven well in this body unless that your liberation from this experience happens to meet at the same time that Christ was going to bring that to everybody well you can experience it but it's not complete um the t- the term is the now and the not yet individually where two or three of us are gathered in our faith communities, um, we can experience what it's like to be, we can live by the principles of the king of the community of God, the possibilities of God. But the reality is this world is not my home. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm only passing through. So the slaves mm-hmm. who got a little time off and went down to the river right. and sang spirituals were in that moment free. And hopefully were able to carry some of that freedom back into mm-hmm. their forced labor and their beatings and the hatred that was poured on them. 
they weren't really free. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, their spirit was free, but their bodies weren't. Mm. I guess I, I'm surprised by that because then I, so what you're saying is that as if you're, if we're following the path of Christian theology, I'm not going to really experience the kingdom of heaven until I'm, I leave this body. Um, you're not going to experience the culmination of it. But I was trying to make the point for the boundary to my left, the the prison side. So let me let me move to the boundary to the right. Yeah. You know, but there is a different strain of Christianity that believes that when Christ came, mm-hmm. Christ laid down his life not just for your and my salvation, but for the redemption of the world. Mm-hmm. And so from that time, when God sent back God's spirit to us, from that point in time, we have been set free. And our job is now to build the community of God on earth. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, that is possible. As we talked about, is it the mm-hmm. kingdom of God, the community of God, the possibilities of God? You know, it is possible for us all to live the way that God wants mm-hmm. us to live and and it will redeem this world you know and return it to the place where God looks and says this is good that it's been redeemed mm-hmm. it's just up to us now to not trash it and and separate it but to unify it and bring mm-hmm. it forward you know um, so that's the positive side of that. The negative side of that is how's that working for us? We haven't done that very well in the last 2000 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Our world is pretty well trashed and in danger. Yeah. And people are very stuck yeah. on what they can see and feel and hear. And their spirits are almost dying. Mm-hmm. You know, so the enlightened ones haven't done a whole lot to help the world become more enlightened. You know, so that's the downside of that. So are we trapped in a prison or do we just have to get better at teaching? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the question. Is mm-hmm. it is it all in God's hands yeah. or has God enlisted us? And so let me tell you where I I am new. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to see people that I disagreed with Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I can see you as the boundaries. So let's encourage people to walk between us. And that's how we'll find unity. Um, Recently, I've come much closer to, let's look at this as one. Yeah. And maybe you're looking at one side of the moon and I'm looking at the other, or maybe you're looking at one side of the coin and I'm looking at the other. Mm -hmm. So I see the, Mm -hmm. the prison and the classroom as two sides of a coin called the mission field. I believe earth is a mission field. Um, 
it's a place where we are supposed to mm-hmm. help the redemption of this world mm-hmm. and the community of this world so that it will become again what God intended it to be. Is it yet? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And we groan and we feel trapped because of that. Mm-hmm. Can it be? Yes. In the possibilities of God, it can be, but that requires, it's not ultimately going to be until all of us are redeemed, enlightened, educated, and actively choosing to be a part of God's plan. And that to me, it's that choice thing that to me is the key Because whether you believe in reincarnation or whether you believe in the Seth Speaks kind of folks or whether you believe in Christianity or whether you believe in in just this is all happenstance, at some point in that process, you are left with a choice either to give in to the way things are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or be in touch with your spirit and choose to make it a better place. You know, in mm-hmm. in the Seth Speaks folks, you actually have a conversation with God before you come to this place and you choose the situation you're born into. In reincarnation, I'm not sure how that works, if you're just plopped back in mm-hmm. or if you have a choice. It's based on like, um, it's like an algorithm based on yeah. your past, past deeds. Okay. But at some point, your redemption is then to choose, okay, I'm in this pattern. If I want to improve this pattern, I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no? yeah, we, yeah. We don't, I mean, we don't need to go deep into it. But the type of reincarnation yeah. described in Bhakti Yoga is that you either do good deeds so that next time you get a better birth based on the algorithm, or the higher goal is to actually liberate yourself completely right. from the algorithm okay. itself. And you actually Good. just go back to, to, you go back to the divine, and then you're no longer in that process anymore. Okay. Um, in Christianity, there is a part of this world is not my home, I'm only passing through. But after Paul says, I would rather die, because mm-hmm. to me to die is to mm-hmm. be with Christ. You know, um, right. but Christ right. is with me and he, and he has a job for me right now. I'm here for a reason. Yeah, right. And and if you're just happenstance in this world, I mean, at at our Quaker meeting last night, the theme was, you know, if we would just simply take the camping model and say, I'm going to leave this place a little better than I found it. If we would approach every instance in our life with that attitude, Mm -hmm. and if the 7 billion people on this earth would all do that, Mm -hmm. this would be a pretty nice place. But that you and I consistently hit up against the same wall because would it? Because that's the whole point. Like, this isn't a nice place. Yeah. It's, that's my feeling, you know? So I think this is like the place where you and I consistently disagree because I don't believe that we are supposed to make this place a nice place. Huh. I believe that we are supposed to get out of this place. 
So it's, so it doesn't, I mean, it's fine if we make it a nice place. And does that mean I don't want a nice house or does that mean I don't want nice relationships? No, I want all those things, but that shouldn't be my priority. Like that shouldn't be my goal in life. I don't want to die and have people say like, wow, she was such a nice person. I want to die and have people say like, wow, Amy really lived in the truth that she knew. And she really helped me come into that truth. Right. Right. I guess I would love that to be both sides, uh, two sides of a coin. Yeah. I would like them to say, oh, wow, Bob really lived in the truth that, that he was led to and that made him and my life a better. Yeah. I guess I guess I struggle. I struggle with this not being a nice place. <laughs> Only because mm-hmm. of my my love for the Athabascan people. <laughs> okay. And their thought that if we look to nature, nature will show us the way. Okay. I look to nature and I see fierceness and violence in storms and and that kind of thing. But I also see Mm -hmm. incredible beauty. Is that a trap Mm -hmm. or is that a truth? That this world is incredibly beautiful Mm -hmm. and incredibly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just like when you when you look at a little baby, mm-hmm. when when you and Andrew when Andrew was born, and then I anticipated it mm-hmm. when you were born, but when Andrew was born, I saw this child, and obviously poured into this child everything I wanted this child to be. But the message that came to me when the nurse when he came out of the womb and the nurse put him in my hands was. God would not send such a beautiful, vulnerable thing into a world that was horrendous. So there is hope for this world. That's the kind of stuff I look at. Mm. Yeah, I guess I feel like I, I, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate your love for us, you know? So it's hard because I'm glad that you feel that way because I feel like I experienced that love from you. But many children are born into horrendous worlds. Andrew wasn't, right. you know? Andrew was born into a loving family with the resources and emotional stability to provide for him. But many babies are born into horrendous situations, you know. And- but they're still beautiful, vulnerable children. Right. Born into horrendous situations. Absolutely. <laughs> then, they have to, then they have to struggle through, you know. And I guess my idea of him being born wouldn't be that then that means this world is beautiful. But that your reaction was to his spirit like he is coming like in this fresh yep uh pure way you know so his presence doesn't mean that the world around him is beautiful but that he is beautiful but that it's meant to be beautiful yeah i disagree (laughs) i don't think that's what that means (laughs) it's it it, it, there's a uh analogy i might have told you before um, I don't think it's going to convince you, but maybe it will better explain my position. Like that, 
someone has a bird in a cage and they spend like every day meticulously cleaning and painting and taking care of the cage. Right. And the bird inside dies. So, yeah, do you want the cage to be clean? Yeah. Do we want the cage to be beautiful? Yeah. But the reason you have the cage is for the bird. It's about the bird. So it's okay to have the cage. It's okay to keep it nice. It's okay to appreciate it. It's okay to be grateful for it. It's okay to have a good relationship with the cage. But it's really about the bird. And so the fact that nature is beautiful, that this world is beautiful, that our babies are beautiful, is that true? Yes, but those things are also distractions in my mind. So we can have them as long as we can appreciate them and interact with them in a right-mindedness. But if we get caught up in their beauty, then we start to believe that their beauty is the ultimate beauty when actually it's just... Absolutely. You know, like there's a description in the Bhagavad Gita that says that all of the beauty that we have ever seen in this world is just a spark of God's splendor. Right. Right? So like the beauty that you felt that day seeing Andrew as this baby, that is like just a spark of what we can actually experience of the divine in like the non-material world, you know? So we don't want to be, we don't want to be wooed by this kind of lesser material beauty and get so distracted in it in kind of a C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters kind of way that then we just stay in it in a satisfied place when there's actually such a higher taste I agree. Yeah. I agree um, that its purpose is not that it can woo us to just stay in this place. But that's why I said, I see now the question, is it a prison? Is it a classroom? As two sides of a coin of it's a mission field. Yeah. That you're here for a purpose yeah um and it's like i love to be home i would like i mean carol and i are going away for vacation um so that's not home but home to me home to me is being with being with the people i love um we're going away on vacation and we heard possibilities that there's a chance we might see the northern lights up in maine I cannot imagine a better thing for me, nothing personal, um, than to be with Carol out on some cliff looking over the ocean and seeing the northern lights. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an incredible evening for me. Mm -hmm. As close as I can get to heaven in this world. Mm-hmm. But that's not my mission here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are times I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I can go to work and be miserable, or I can go to work and carry what that experience has given to me, what God's spirit has given to me into work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the earth is work. Mm-hmm. It's a mission field. Mm -hmm. I've been sent here for a reason, much in the same way that as a Christian, I believe Jesus chose to subjugate his spirit 
to a human body and came to this place rather than that place where his spirit was already free mm-hmm. and chose to come here for the good of others. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I choose to be here in a prison to help others learn that there's ways that they can become free. Yeah. 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 I feel like you and I are on the same page with that. And that, and that's like when you were saying that Paul said he'd rather die. Wasn't he literally in a prison (laughs) writing a preaching letter? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So like he, I feel like that was, that's his belief too. Yeah. Right. So, so do I believe this is a prison? Yes. <laughs> um, do I believe that our job here is to teach people to be as free as they possibly can in this prison? Yes. Do I believe that our job here is like the job of any POW to help people escape and become really free? Yeah, I think that's you know yeah i think that's um, the thing and i mean they they tell us in ministerial school like don't try to change your perspective on god because there are people who have need want that perspective and so like you are being called to serve those specific people so don't don't look at another spiritual yeah. leader and be like oh i should probably have that perspective because that looks like it's more successful you know, no, like right. have your perspective right. because there's specific people who you are going to be able to reach because of that, you know? Right, right. And I, so I guess that's kind of like you and I have a lot in sim- like in common, but we also have slightly different perspectives right. in some ways. And I guess that's, that's the diff. like for me, the difference is that you see your ability to minister to others um, that a part of that ministry is helping them to feel better in their current situation, you know, and that from that place of comfort and love and affirmation growing more in their relationship with God. And I have responded more positively to being, my eyes being opened to right how the situation will never be fully comfortable and satisfying. And that that perspective is what actually helps me strengthen in my relationship with God. Right. So my father would say two statements. That person is so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. And this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. Two very different thoughts, you know, and I think they're both real. Mm-hmm. And so so my danger, I had somebody come up to me yesterday at our Thanksgiving service. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know who you are? Mm-hmm. He said, you're an encourager. Mm-hmm. You make yeah. people feel better about who they are. And that's a great thing. I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I that is a focus of mine. Um, but mm-hmm. that focus sometimes keeps me from challenging them and pushing mm-hmm. them to mm-hmm. to do the next thing you know i i sometimes leave them fat and happy right 
right. rather than exercise right. than effective. Right. And it, I mean, part of the reason why I wanted to do these podcasts was selfish because years from now, I want to be able to go back and listen to them to get advice from you, you know? Yep. And I think I can already imagine myself 10 years from now or 20 years from now, like looking back and listening and hearing this conversation differently because in almost every spiritual tradition, the way to strengthen your relationship with God is through service. Yeah. And so there is all the study that's important. There, All these discussions are important. Prayer is important. Um, devotions are important. But in the end, it always seems to come around to service. Right. Service right. to the children of God, you know, service to others. And I think, I think maybe I am in a stage right now where I am still strengthening my own yep. conviction about these truths, you know, and maybe that's something that you have already gone through. And so right. for me, it's so important to concentrate on that bird so I don't lose sight of it, you know. And maybe you are not just cleaning the cage, but maybe you have an underlying conviction about the bird, which then frees you up to clean the cage. Yeah, no, see, I wouldn't have a bird unless it was a raptor that I could put on my wrist thing and take him outside and send him to fly and just whistle, whistle and he would come back. (laughs) If he wanted to, in the world. like <laughs> I had a dog, I want the dog to be free to run. I don't want a leash law. That is an analogy, <laughs> right? But but that's the thing. I I don't want a bird in a cage. So, uh huh. But you have a bird in the cage. That's the idea. Right. Is that we are right. a spirit in a body. We are a bird in a cage. Right. And the part of me that wants my spirit to be so much more than my body and more free than my body and see my body as a tool that my spirit has to work here. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's that's where I want to be while I'm here. Mm -hmm. And, And somehow when I can commune with God in spirit... And therefore commune with others in spirit, then my body can become effective in this world. And the other things of this world can be teaching opportunities. If I look to this world as, as the thing, then I'm just trapping my spirit. What I, what I like about the coin analogy rather than the boundaries is I can say yes a whole lot more to the coin. You know, I can say, yeah, I I totally see everything that you're saying. I understand that. Whereas if I have the boundary, I'm like, yeah, but don't go one step farther because that's bad, you know, and we're separated. You know, with the coin, I like that we're together and I can come to the edge and say, oh, yeah, that is a little different than I thought. I can't see your perspective when I, when we're boundaries. 
you know, you're too far away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all actually just want to connect, right? We all actually want to be on the same page. But I don't think it will ever be more than that unless we all do it. Yeah. If we all do it, can we convert this from a prison to a paradise? I have no idea. But I know if we don't let our, if we don't spend more time working on our spirits, we've confined ourselves to a prison. So I don't know how you would say that on in a different way. Yeah. Again, I have no interest in transforming this place from a prison to a paradise. That's not yeah. anywhere on my agenda. I have no yeah. interest in that. Yeah. I simply have an interest in getting myself and as many other people as possible out of the prison. Right. Because a paradise already exists. I, I don't right. need to create. And I'm trying to experience a little bit of the paradise here. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that that requires changing my surroundings. I guess I agree with that. It it, it does, it does involve sometimes, yeah. oftentimes, changing me. Yeah, totally. That's the only okay. thing it involves for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't plan to suffer through however many years I have left right. in this place. That's not my right. plan. But I also have no. Uh, confusion in my mind that I can actually have an effect on this place. I don't believe I can have an effect on this place. Right. So um, this week, if you believe this world is a prison, figure out what your purpose in it is. And if you believe this world is a classroom, figure out what your purpose is in this classroom is as you pursue your purpose what it is will actually be revealed thank you so much for listening to this episode of big fish little pod we are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you please comment on the podcast post on my dad's facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com thanks see you next time